exciting news. Yes. It is launch week around these parts. So our Wayman Unlimited onboarding coaching program is now open for enrollment. If you are a digital creator who's looking to add more predictability, more profit, and more peace into your business, our Wayman Unlimited program is here to help you. Through our monthly onboarding coaching sessions, we'll remove the overwhelm of growing your business and give you specific marketing tactics to focus on each month so you can grow, but at a sustainable pace. Because we're all steady, about... Steady. Slow growth around here. We take a slow and steady approach to running a calm business so you can reach your business goals without sacrificing your well-being. By the way, also included in Wayman Unlimited is a lifetime account to our core software, Tea Tree, which is the most customizable and brandable course platform on the market. You also get access to a member favorite group accountability system we call Wayme of Stones. That's Please right. don't sue us, Game of Thrones. <laughs> where we blend fun and action taking together in our weekly Wayme Slack community through doing some accountability and sharing our goals, getting our tasks done every single week. That's right. If you are interested in joining Wayman Unlimited, head to wanderingaimfully.com slash join to learn more and get all the details. And just as a reminder, the doors will be open until March 26th. Welcome to What Is It All For? A podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Welcome to the Florida Chronicles, Chapter (laughs) 3. I believe this is the third episode we've recorded in Florida now. Who knows? We're in a time warp. Here we are in another Airbnb. This one comes with its own set of interesting things. At least we didn't get Febrezed out of the door. At least we did not get Febrezed out of this place. Uh, I will say, all things considered, I'm very happy in this Airbnb. But it had a rocky start. It had a rocky start, but I'm looking at... Looking at the ocean waves right now, you can't see oh, it because yeah. your back is turned. That's <laughs> cheating. <laughs> I should have um, turned the whole And so, on. anytime that I am less than fully satisfied with this Airbnb because of the wet air conditioning <laughs> feel <laughs> spores that feel. I'm getting in my body, yeah. I look at the ocean and I just go, listen, so grateful and so happy. You know how you look at an Airbnb and you're like, oh, that's going to be a vibe, right? Like, oh, that's going to feel like retro and jazzy when I'm in that place. Uh huh. This place, you're like, I don't know what that's going to feel like. And then you get here, it feels wet. That's the vibe. The vibe is damp. Damp. That's the vibe. It's a damp vibe. Ugh, Florida. You bring all your dampness to the party. Hey, they're doing the best they can with the humidity they got, you know? Ooh. What? This is a fun discovery. So, uh, also, you're so far away. I know, you're so far away. Also, what's that? Oh, you want to tell the shark story, huh? (laughs) I just tried to mime the shark story. Shark story story is part two, and I'll let you tell it. Okay. All right. So, uh, number one. I don't remember which one of our amazing, lovely Waymers posted it, um, but it was cinnamon roll day. Yes. Two days ago. Holy cow. Can you believe it? What did I do two days ago? You made, it was Tracy B. Tracy. Yeah. Beeman. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, What did I do two days ago on that day? On that day, you made cinnamon rolls with your mom. So we're in Florida visiting our family. Cinnamon day uh you know we haven't been here we haven't seen our family i haven't seen my mom in almost two years we saw your mom a little bit before that another trip but i made cinnamon rolls my cinnamon roll recipe that i stole from somebody else obviously with my mom on the cinnamon roll day of the year Uh, i didn't even know existed what a delight first of all i'm really sorry to all my cinnamon rollers out there that i don't know when our holiday is 
Well, we need to make our... No, no, no. You know what we need to do? National Cinnamon Rollers Day. It's oh, different. So that's two days after Cinnamon Roll Day. <laughs> yeah. You know why? Because yeah. as a cinnamon roller, you don't just want to celebrate with one you day. You don't. In fact, you're going to make a batch. Yeah. You can't eat them all in one day. That's you can right. try, but you're going to feel sick. That's right. So two days later, you're you, still going to have some. And then you, you take whatever you learned from the first batch and you're like, oh, maybe I want to add more of this, more cinnamon, less yeah. cinnamon. Yeah. So National Cinnamon Roller Day yes. is always... Today. Today. <laughs> Wait, this is going to come out on a different day. It is. That's why we're not saying oh, the date. Man. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Okay. Anywho, uh, mom really enjoyed the recipe. She did. I will say that She's many, many, many times did she question how odd the, yeah, the situation of putting situation. the yeast in yeah, the wet yeah, yeah. dough. Um, I will say mom has cheaper yeast than I do. That's no offense to her specifically. <laughs> it's offense to her yeast mm -hmm. because the yeast that I get is like, Highfalutin. You think you that know? it's the yeast, I the think expensive yeast. I think partially it's the expensive yeast because everyone talks about, everyone has been talking about this yeast. <laughs> when I bought this yeast, everyone basically said, use half of the amount that you use with like the packets. Yeah. Because it's that much more powerful. Interesting. So anyway, it's that, but then it's also the humidity because we did not get the plump rise out of uh, mm -hmm. those those cinnamon rolls. But then I give her credit because she used more cream cheese in her icing than she yours. Did. She did. And I like her icing better. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, don't, I, I take no criticism of the icing. The icing is really like the icing on it for okay, me. Okay, well then can you can you do it the way she does it? Oh, absolutely. Great. It's also not the way she does it. It's that she adapted slightly the amount of cream cheese. Let's give a little bit of credit where it's due. Also, I think I will Says post... Says the man who said, I take no criticism. All right, let's, let's not... Let's talk about it. I think I will post the photo of my mom and I with the tray of cinnamon rolls because yes. it's an adorable photo. It and I adorable. barely post anything on Instagram. You're going to post it on Instagram. But I want the cinnamon rolls you want to the people live to that see. moment. I want them to feel like they were in the Tuscan kitchen with my mom and I. It's such a, it's such a Tuscan kitchen. <laughs> kitchen. She loves she so loves the Tuscan roosters. kitchen. Um, you should post that on the day this episode comes out. I can do that. Or I'll post it like tomorrow and then everyone can go to my Instagram. It'll be the last thing I posted because I post one thing every six months. Good. Yeah. Good point. All right. So that's that's uh, Pramble Top number one. Pramble Top number one. What's Pramble Top number two? Pramble Top number two is we come to Florida and Jason decides he wants to get eaten by a shark. <laughs> okay. So let me just lay down what happened. Lay For, it down. First of all, the backstory is you need to know I have always been afraid of the ocean. I do yeah. not like, I don't like bodies of water where I can't see things. Put me in a pool. That's not true. You don't like bodies of water where you can see things. Tulum, what do you mean? The water was as clear as could be. You're you right. could see all the way to the bottom. I could you're see right. my toesies. You're right. You would not go past I don't out like bodies your, of water. You, your, I like pools. Your knee nipples, you would not go past your knee nipples. Would not go back past my knee nipples. I like pools. Everyone's like, what's a knee nipple? We're it's just, a kneecap. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. <laughs> but isn't it funnier to be a knee nipple? Yes, yeah. it is. I like pools yeah. because you know what? love animals uh -huh. but i don't want to be up in their business that's mm. their place right i don't like the idea of me coming into their environment if i would want to eat me also if, you would you know yeah. and so listen so there's a whole backstory of me not and jason over the entire course of our relationship has been like go in the ocean here, it's not scary we, there's nothing that can hurt let's you go here. with a timeline of events of caroline's uh, amount of her body that is in the ocean as we've been together we first started dating 2010 we would go to the ocean together we would get in, she would get like up above her regular nipples all the yeah. way, like she would get, and we would dance around. And I, I think every fiber of your being was like, I'm doing this because I want this guy to be impressed. I, I am, Absolutely. I'm doing this and I'm freaking like, out. I'm, I'm not, so I'm afraid. Scared. And you were in there and like mm -hmm. your head may have even gone in the water once or twice. It was great. Fast forward 
two years. We're starting to get, get more comfortable. comfortable. We're living together. I'm like, okay, he actually loves me. We're going like belly button. He's not going to leave me because button, of my Belly ocean button's fear. the highest we'll go. Belly button is yeah. the highest we'll yeah. go. And I'm like out there with my shoulders getting dipped in the water. And I'm like, I still hey. remember when we went to Mexico with, remember Omar and Nicole? Yeah. And we went in that beautiful beach and you guys were all making yeah. fun of me for... And you I was like, go, I don't like this, y'all. You wouldn't y'all. go, you wouldn't go belly like, don't button. don't you like this? I'm like, I do, look at me in my eyes. I don't like this. <laughs> you wouldn't go belly button past. So then fast forward to like where we are now, mm-hmm. you get about ankle deep. That's it. We get your yeah. ankles wet and then nothing else will get any moisture. <laughs> my feet nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real stage of nipples, you know? Regular yeah. nipples, yeah. knee nipples, yeah. ankle nipples. Ankle nipples. <laughs> There's always something out of these episodes that our Waymers get to <laughs> take away. Ankle, ankle nipples. Yeah. It's hard to say. That's us. Uh, okay. So okay. that sets the, the tone of why you don't like water. It's a whole bunch of extra information no one needed. But, but it's I, they need to know because Jason many times has reassured me that the ocean is safe. Yeah. We've never been fun. attacked. We've been in the ocean tons of times. Okay. So then two days ago, we go for a very long walk. Yes. And we're sweaty. And Jason goes, um, I want to go in the ocean and cool off. The walk off. was on the beach. The walk was on the beach. Yeah. I want to go into the ocean and cool off. And I said, I want to go upstairs and get showered because I'm very sweaty. And he said, okay, I will go for a dip and then I will meet you upstairs. Yeah. And I take a full shower. Yes. I get into the kitchen where I belong. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I start making breakfast. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. and I turn around and Jason comes in and he goes, oh, you met. He goes, <laughs> You missed all the action. And I was like, what? And he goes, now this is where I want you to tell this yeah, story. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So I'm I'm waiting in the water. I'm up to my regular nipples in the water. Uh-huh. And I'm looking around. This is the Atlantic Ocean, especially in Northeast Florida. It's straight brown water. It looks like the weakest cup of coffee you've ever made. That's the color of the water. And it's just murky and like you can't see anything. If, you, mm-hmm. if there was an animal, you'd never know. Mm-hmm. And this is just like, I've known this. I, I used, you know, we lived here for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I've gone in the ocean all the time. So I'm, I'm bouncing around. I have the water temperature is fantastic, you know, climate change. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's just wonderful experience. I'm getting all the sweat off me. I'm getting all the suntan lotion. In my periff, I perif. hear like a... <laughs> a seagull. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? And then I see this woman running along the beach, waving uh-huh, her arm. Uh-huh. Now, immediately my brain goes, okay, there's a shark somewhere. Because that's the only reason why someone would be doing this. They're not yeah. like... Hey, aliens are coming. Right. Like, get out of the water. Right. That's, it's a shark. Right. You knew so it instinctively. Looking, I'm looking. I don't see anything. So I'm not going to panic because what am I going to do? Also, you're not supposed to panic when a shark is around. Do you know that? Yes. Okay. You're not supposed to splash. Yeah, I know you're attention. not supposed to flail. Yeah. Oh my so, God. I'm Literally, this is so much worse than when you told me the first time. Because I'm like, actually. I'm still here. I know, I, I know, happen. I know. So, but oh. me thinking of me making an egg sandwich for breakfast and you never coming home really bums me out, man. It really bums me out. Now, would I would you, have been eating my egg sandwich for like probably an hour and I would Would be like, you have eaten my sandwich? At what point would you have eaten my sandwich too? Never, right? Never. Yeah, I would, so that's I would the have, type of family God, we are. God, for the rest of my life, I would, I would make an make egg sandwich for you every morning. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I'm getting out of the water. I see this woman running. She's waving at me. And I get like to my ankle nipples out of the water. Uh-huh. I've seen nothing. You know, you're getting towards the shore. The waves are breaking pretty hard. And I turn back. Well, I, I look at her and I'm like, oh, is there a shark? And she was like, yeah. And she's pointing. Mm-hmm. And I turn and like 15 feet, 20 feet down the way. So it's not like right where I just was. Like okay, it was cool, a little cool, further cool, away. Cool, cool. I see the three fins out of the water. Yeah. So I see like its dorsal fin and then I see the little back fin and then you see its tail fin. And this is not an exaggeration. It's like. 12 to 16 feet long. 
This is not a tiny shark. This is a fairly large It's a big shark. shark. Big, big, big dog. Cruising big dog. in the like first break. Like he's in the shallow water. What's or he she, doing? Or, or, she. or she. What are they doing? Or they. What are they doing? Just cruising. Just cruising looking for some fish meals. So I get up to this lady and I'm not panicking, just FYI. Because why would I panic? Like I, I never knew it was there right. until I got out and saw it. Right. And what can I do at this point? I can't do anything. So Our brains are different. I'm talking to this woman and she and and she was like, I like I saw you out there and I saw it coming and like sorry if I scared you but like I just like I wanted to get you out of the In water. In all seriousness though, and I, was like, I mean, thank you. yeah, yeah nice. she got also, you out of the water. Just so everyone knows where I was again, like I was up to my normal nipple height. Yeah. The shark was in like knee nipple height. Yeah, it probably would have cruised right, right past by me. you, right past me. Probably is not a word that I like to hear. <laughs> so anyway, she goes. I lived here for thirty six years. I've walked this beach every day of we my life. We saw her again today. Saw her again today. She's like, I've never seen a shark. That's wild. In her entire life, and I was like. To be honest with you, I lived here for 15 years previously. I saw a shark one time when we were in the water, like flip its tail out of the yeah. water. And that was it. Like you just very rare that you ever see them, obviously, because the water's murky and everything. But in conclusion, that was, that was the shark story. What I don't love. That was my shark tale. I'm very glad you're okay. And I continue to have my fear of the ocean. And I just don't want to be in their place. What there, did we there. do today? We walked by the ocean. No, I went in. And you I know, stood there and, and you watched. watched and there were no sharks. You saw nothing. I saw nothing. I, I was standing there and I was like, this is actually really messed up because not only <laughs> now you're making me watch, now you're making me responsible for saving you from the sharks. Like I thought it'd be fun to test your motherly reflexes. I know. I felt yeah. pretty good though. About I was using it as a test to be like, you know what, Caroline? Yeah. Do not panic. Yeah. Everything's okay. In fact, the fact that you were so close to a shark statistically 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 yes or the other day might mean that you have a much yeah. lower chance of being around one today so that's we'll go the way in, i think about we'll go it. in tomorrow no um okay so if anything that whole story all of that we got ankle nipples out of it so that's a great win for everybody that's true. it okay. was worth it for ankle nipples let's get into the uh shark meat of this episode also don't eat sharks don't eat sharks but just don't i'm saying sharks. the shark meat you know like human meat like we all have yeah human, like yeah. the meat of it um where we want to start with this, because you've already read the title of this episode, you know what we're talking about. This is our big post-launch breakdown. You're a nosy Nelly like we are, and you like to know what's going on in other people's businesses, yeah. and you want all the stats and yeah. the numbers and the behind the scenes and the juicy deets, and yeah. we're here to give this you the juicy it. goss. First thing, just want to prepare you. If you're the type of person, when, when people throw a lot of numbers at you, and you're like, like my brain just <laughs> shut down. That's going to happen in this episode. Right. So I just want you to mentally prepare yourself. A lot of numbers are going to get thrown at you. So maybe right now you can set the intention of, hey, brain, numbers are coming at me. Let's just deal mm -hmm. with them. Okay? Yeah, we're going to do the numbers part really at the beginning here. And then afterwards, we'll talk about kind of what went well from the launch, what we learned from the launch, what we'll apply. So, it, you know, if you don't like numbers, you could always fast forward through that and get to the end. Totally. First off, though, yes. mm -hmm. let's talk mm -hmm. about... Mm -hmm. The big thing for us, which we've now mentioned in our email newsletter, we mentioned in our Slack community, we're going to record a video somewhat like this about it, but we hit our enough revenue number after this launch. Yes, and so what that number is, for those of you who haven't been around since the inception of Wandering Aimfully in, Back in 2018. 2018, when Jason and I combined businesses, we set this goal for ourselves. And because we didn't wanna just be saying, oh, we wanna grow for as long as we can grow and grow just for growth's sake. We wanted to really identify what amount of money would be like, not would be not just enough. I mean, it would be enough, but like to live like a really 
amazing life. And also to not have to worry about money. Right. Like that's the thing. Like for the first 10 years of us doing online business stuff, specifically for me, it was just always thinking about money all the time. Mm -hmm. How am I going to make money? How am I going to make money next month? How am I going to make money next week? Like always thinking about it. Right. So we were trying to answer this question of how much money would be enough to not worry about money. Yeah. How much money would be enough to travel the way we want to travel, to uh, support a family one day, to give to charitable causes, give to causes we care about, to, you know, all of these, to be able to not, you know, have to um, think hard about medical procedures or emergencies or things like that. So the number that we came to, which we have blog posts detailing, was so it was 330 members at the time, $100 a month. Yeah. So it was $33,000 a month Yeah, is what it was. So that, that enough number was like, this is what the goal we're striving toward. But it's also not, if you do the math, it's not a million dollars. It's not having a million dollars a year. It's $333,000 a year or whatever. And that number to us was, we really sat down and thought about it. And if you've never done that and you've always just had an arbitrary number, we really challenge you to sit down and think about it for your life. Think mm-hmm. about it for your existence and what you care about and not just take someone else's prescribed number and goal and ascribe it to your life because it just you're going to be striving for things that don't matter necessarily Mm -hmm. so anyway we we bring all that up because i wanted to share again in this other format because we get to talk about it so it's a little bit different than writing about it we hit this number but a really interesting thing happened when we hit this number i didn't feel like elation I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I needed to go immediately buy a bottle of champagne and just start spraying Caroline, you know, constantly <laughs> oh, with champagne. Can we still do that though? <laughs> that kind of sounds fun. It does Only sound in the fun. shower though, because okay. I don't want to deal like, with it. Yeah. And, yeah. Or by the ocean, I can hop in the oh, ocean. Okay. Yeah. I didn't have that feeling, and it's also kind of the same thing of when we paid off our debt. I mentioned this in our email newsletter. Of it felt good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, once we realized, it, we're like, whoa, that's really cool. Like, this is amazing. We it took us three years. A lot of hard work, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of difficult things to to get here, but we did it. And we did it without paying for ads. We did it without hiring a big team. It's just the two of us, slow and steady wins the race, constantly trying new things. You know, we're going to have a full episode, I'm sure, about like all the different things we did at some point. But just to share with you, listener, that it is doable. And it's also not the hitting that goal is not the whole thing. Right. Because I think what happened was that goal in the beginning was really that it was really helpful to kind of identify some type of measurable North Star to work towards, to motivate us, to keep us going. But along the way, we focused so much on the process and the journey. And we started to really fall in love with the, you know, through experimentation, we found a launch model that worked really well for us, a community that started to develop its own culture and its own sort of um, personality that we absolutely adore. And you and I started to work really well together. And so that process started to get honed to the place where the goal was no longer the thing anymore. It was the journey of getting to the goal, which I think, you know, can become a little bit of a cliche, but it's there for a reason, which is the, you know, it's the journey, not the destination. Right. Um, and, And it also makes me think of, I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, but something I took away from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, is focus on the system, not necessarily the goal. And the goal will be a byproduct of a really good system. And it's yeah. really the same thing, right? Is if you focus on really getting that well-oiled machine of where you like what you do and you have a process and things are working, then it's an inevitability to get to where you want to go. Yeah, and this sure. is proof of that, that yeah. we got here. Yeah, and I think even just to recap quickly, because uh, I, there was just a big inflection point for us when we finally started to realize with Wandering Aimfully, 
we need to deliver something monthly that people look forward to and can get value from and that will keep them happy paying customers and talking about wandering aimfully mm -hmm. but before that we were just saying we have all this stuff mm -hmm. and we have tea tree and like that should make you happy because it's like us organizing mm -hmm. all this in some way and it wasn't enough and and so when we got to the monthly group coaching that became this linchpin thing for us that oh okay this really sets the tone for someone paying us every month and it being worth that money that comes out every month and we've had people tell us there are other programs I paid for where I have a tinge of guilt every time that money comes out and I'm like, dang it, like I'm kind of wasting that money, but I like made a commitment, so I'm gonna continue to pay it. We have people who like they see the Wayne payment come out and they've emailed us and so I was like, I'm happy. That's I money see the money, I I'm like, this is great. I'm so glad I'm spending this money. Yeah, what I was gonna say is if you wanna take anything from what Jason just said about the linchpin moment for us being when we converted to monthly coaching from our kind of bundle mindset of you get all of our courses and all of our stuff. I think, you know, you can, the thing to extract from that in whatever niche or industry your business is in is we went from focusing on a bunch of stuff that you get to focusing on solving a problem. Yeah. And so the, the monthly coaching was really solving the problem of people are overwhelmed by all that there is to do in their business to improve it. And they're, you know, it's just, it's extremely overwhelming and frustrating. Can we give them one thing every month to focus on to try to improve their business? Yeah. And the coaching was a, uh, our solution to that problem. Yeah. So we may sound like broken records in this regard, but I'm telling you that is a huge um, game changer in terms of the way you're going to market your business is going from, hey, you get all this stuff, don't you care about it, right. to this stuff solves this problem. Yeah. And really focusing your messaging around that. All right, where are we transitioning to? Let's do it. Okay, let's do our whole launch recap. So now that you know that, and I don't think we actually said this, we said that we got to our enough number, but this is the best launch we've ever had. Yeah, I so think- So let, let's just set it up there. Yeah, for sure. And and I think what's- Financially yeah. speaking. And do you want to just start with the numbers? Is that the first thing here? No, I just okay. wanted to set up, just so you know why we're recapping this. Yeah. Um, this was a very- um, well-executed launch for us. And so that's why we wanted to give you the breakdown. So I want to start with, just so you have a blanket idea of our launch strategy. Yeah. So we do two-week open enroll, open and closed enrollment. So yep. it was a two-week launch. Twice a year. We do it twice a year, once in the spring, once in the fall. This was our fall enrollment. And so that was from like, as you know, September 13th to the 27th, I think yeah. were the dates. So, I mean, hopefully we had that sponsor that we talked about. That's Everyone true, should we should know. Yeah. Um, we did roughly six weeks of lead up content with our weekly newsletter. We did a specific series leading up to the launch called Grow It Gradually. We had uh, our, our sponsorship for our podcast, yep. AKA we just talked about yep. the launch coming up here on the podcast. We promoted it over on Instagram. And then the new thing we added was doing regular weekly YouTube videos. We did seven videos leading up to the launch and not all of them were business related. They were not, right. About half of them were business related. But uh, I think the the big thing to take away, because we also talked about, we did a full episode on our pre-launch strategy yes. where we talked more about this if you want to hear us talk more about this. But I think the big thing to take away from this, and we, we try and ex explain this to our Waymers as often as possible, which is you have got to do pre-marketing to get results of a launch or of a mm -hmm. sale. And the more time you spend building a thing, 
and then immediately flipping over to selling the thing, the harder it is always gonna be for you to get the sales that you want. You have to transition into, okay, now I need to carve out time to get people ready, to get them excited, to share the outcomes they're going to get, to really paint the picture of how this fits into their lives. And that is for anything that you sell. You just have to build up excitement and buzz and deliver value ahead of time so that when someone gets ready to see that you have something to pay for, or they can buy from you, they go, oh yeah, I know I'm gonna get something out of this. Like mm -hmm. I, I've gotten so much, like the Grow It Gradually series, we got more responses from that series of people saying, this is better content than I get in something I pay thousands of dollars for in emails. Right. And that, we saw a couple of those people join who mm -hmm. wrote those, those emails. And, and that is a direct reflection of delivering value ahead of time, getting people ready for it, and preparing people to buy something, as opposed to just going, I'm making something, now the thing is for sale, I hope people buy. Mm -hmm. And then another core part of our strategy is this idea of creating a new product along with every launch. The reason we do that is twofold. Number one, we have a lifetime product where as you know, after you pay the $2,000, you're in Wayme Unlimited forever, that's the unlimited part, and you get anything we make in the future. Well, we wanna make good on that promise, so we wanna make sure we're adding stuff besides coaching to yeah. Wayme Unlimited as we go. So, and then, so that's the first, is just serving our paying customers, but the other thing is, if you are in a business like ours that you almost have this very formulaic launch twice a year now, you don't want your audience to get bored. I know you're always getting new people into your yeah. audience, but you kind of want to give them like a little something shiny and new. Yeah, we, we like having a carrot. It's a carrot. It's it's a little like, hey, yeah. like. And, and I think even if we were to, especially this launch this time around, the page layout library, which is the product, which was yes. 10 pages where we did high fidelity wireframes and a bunch of prompts so you can quickly create a homepage or a sales page or whatever. We've talked about it multiple times. That is not a huge selling point to someone. However, it's the icing on the cinnamon roll that just makes it that much easier for them to decide to buy. Mm -hmm. Because they go, oh, I already knew I was thinking about getting this coaching. I've heard you know people talk about it. I've already been thinking about having Teachery as my course platform when I wanna start making courses or I wanna shift to another platform. I already have been getting value from Jason and Caroline for years, but now I have this, this additional thing which seems cool, okay, I'm gonna join. Right. And that just becomes a really helpful thing. We saw it with the Notion Starter Pack last launch, and so, you know, we're definitely gonna think about continuing to do that moving forward, but we also wanna give ourselves permission that we don't constantly wanna be making new products. Absolutely. The, the, the problem for us is we always have ideas and we always wanna be we making new products. We always have ideas, and it always is like a good reason to build a new like thing. Like we already had the idea for the, the spring one. Yeah. And like we had one, another idea for this time that like I kinda wanna do for the fall one, so it's like, I don't know, we'll see how it goes. Ideas are not our uh, weak point. Yeah. And then continuing with just uh, an overview of our strategy, we also have our WAME affiliates. So we launched our affiliate program, I wanna say two or three launches ago. Yeah, I think it was so, three launches ago. Okay, so a yeah. year and a half ago. And these are existing WAMers who can get a commission when they um, bring in new waivers to the community. Sorry, it was two launches ago. It was one year ago. So one year yeah. ago. So that's another important part of our launch strategy. We'll talk more about this when we talk about affiliates, but a, a key piece of it, and we did an entire podcast episode about affiliates, is we already had our launch formula dialed in, our product. product dialed in, our sales page dialed in, like all the pieces were in place for a successful launch. When you do, when you add affiliates to your launch strategy, that should be about pouring gasoline on a fire that's already burning really well. And you know, kept s safely. Like if we're gonna be of pouring course. gasoline on a fire, I prefer be actually we don't safe. do that. But like, yeah, no. Yeah. Who are you talking to? I'm afraid of fire. How about just extra kindling? 
putting some extra kindling on a fire that's already roaring yeah, safely. But like a nice safe And calm definitely roar. not in areas that could cause could any type of fires. Brush fires. Absolutely. This is like a very well contained. It really took a turn into <laughs> just fire safety. I, I just think we should all be everyone bring your own fire extinguisher, bring your own fire suit, and then we'll make s'mores. Yeah. Okay. And then finally we did nine sales emails over the course of two weeks, in case yeah. you're wondering. Yeah. Okay? So again, more info if you want to go listen to the episode on our pre-launch strategy where we break down like the nuts and bolts of what but we did. But now let's get into what did that strategy do for us, Jason? Let's do this it. Is the juicy goss, okay? When Jason and I, right before a launch, all of our launches, we set a low goal and a high goal. This yes. is something we talk about often with our Waymers in our coaching sessions. The low goal is supposed to ensure that you, the low goal should be something that you are almost 100% positive that you can hit. Yes. It should be very low. Yeah. And that is just so that you are setting the expectation that you're not going to be disappointed if you hit this low goal. Yep. The high goal is something that is a real motivator. It's also it's, achievable. It's an achievable goal. It's not completely out of this world, but it would be a little bit of a, a push. A stretch. A stretch. Yeah. And Go ahead. You go ahead. So you, I'm saying those numbers? Yeah. Yeah. The low goal was 50 people. New aimers. The high goal was 100 Correct. people. Correct. And we actually wrote down the low goal, 50 new people with adding 7,500 monthly $7,500 in monthly recurring revenue to our monthly recurring revenue. And then our high goal was a hundred new people adding $12,500. And the reason why those numbers aren't 50 people adds 5,000 because we have a hundred dollar plan is because we also have a $400 plan. Correct. So the numbers are not just like, you know, add two zeros onto it. It's more of an average. So those were our goals. Now let's talk about, did we meet our goals, Jason? Yeah. Well, they already know because the title of this episode is going to give that away. We did. We had 107 new people join Wayne. To put that in perspective, last launch was our best launch to date, and we had 84 people join last launch in the spring, um, which is amazing. So, you know, that means for us this year, we've brought in basically 200 new Wandering Aimfully members to our community, and it has just felt amazing and also very interesting. One thing we actually didn't have in the notes here was like, is 100 stretching how many people we actually want to add. A hundred percent. So we, we had also, I think it's fun to say 107 people, $214,000 in gross revenue is what that would yes. equal to. So for those yes. of you who are like, wait, how much you guys charge for this? What is it? It's a $2,000 total product. Yep. So just gross revenue overall, that would be $214,000. And again, reminder, no ads, no tactics, no people, you know, that we're paying as a team to do all this. It's literally just us doing this. Yes. So as Jason mentioned, 107 new people. That's in case you're curious, it's a two week launch. We had 14 sales on the first day. Yep. This is, this is roughly how it always goes. We had 30 sales on the last day. Yep. Those were our two highest sales days. So first day and last day always are always the, the highest. highest. And then all the rest of the sales came in between. Yep. We did have one day that had zero sales. Which is so interesting. And for anybody who's done a launch over a course of a series of days, it almost feels like all hope is lost <laughs> when you have that day with no <laughs> yeah. sales. But you just have to realize that is part of the process. You're like, oh, momentum's dying down. And yeah, then the next no day you have five cares. sales. And the yeah. next day you have five sales. And That's it's right. just, you can't pay attention to the daily numbers closely to judge how things are going. You just have to see them as the whole picture will add up to hopefully hitting your low goal, maybe hitting your high yep. goal. So with those 107 new members, our final total gross 
monthly recurring revenue added was $17,950, which beats our high goal for our MR. So monthly recurring revenue is your MRR. Yes. That's how much money you bring in every month. Since we have monthly plans, that's kind of how we measure our revenue. And the reason we say gross is because that is without the affiliate payouts subtracted, which I'll give you the net in a second. So gross MRR added $17,950. The the wildest stat of this whole thing yeah, let's do it. is that the percentage growth in gross MRR from August to September is 96.1% growth, Yeah, which if you're a math nerd, that means we almost doubled our revenue. We basically doubled our revenue. We basically doubled our revenue from before the launch to after the yeah. launch, which is a little bit wild. Yeah, it's crazy. And also the other thing to think about here is Again, the way that we sell Wandering Aimfully is that the you stop paying us when you hit 2000 So we do have a natural curve of people's payments taper off, Correct. our monthly revenue goes down. So that's why we do two launches a year is because it helps us not have that launch or that um, amount dip too much. Yep. And it helps stack on top of that the monthly recurring revenue. And so we're at this really interesting place now where now we've done three launches that have done well. They've all had this longer payment plan of 20 months for the majority of people, which we'll get to that breakdown in a second. We're not going to have the big tapering off anymore mm-hmm. because a We've year... we evened it out the curve. Yeah, a year and a half ago, we were at this place where like people's things were, their plans were finishing. We weren't getting you know enough new members to kind of get the numbers up. And it was this constant dip of like, okay, we're not quite making enough money that this is profitable. We, we have to figure out what that is. And that's when we figured out the group coaching. Not to mention when we did, we started out the group coaching with a six month program. Right. And we did that intentionally because we knew that it was a new thing and we, we, we wanted a lower investment option for people. However, the problem is if you offer a six month program and you launch every six months, Right before all the, revenue is, all the yeah. revenue is dipping right before your next launch. And there's a lot of pressure on that yeah. launch. So I still wouldn't go back and do it any differently because the six month really helped us uh, prove that and, and hone yeah. that product, so to speak, of the pro- the coaching program. But once we knew that that was a successful way for us to set up our, our membership, we did. A, that's why we did away with the six month program. And we just do the 20, yeah. the full lifetime now. So, OK, let me dive back in here into my notes. Get all your numbies. So as Jason was mentioning, the two plans. So we have a, fi- a $400 plan over five months. Yep. Or we have a $100 plan over 20 months. We're huge believers in the fact that if you if you need a, a lower monthly payment, we're never going to dock you yep. and make you pay more money in the long run. I don't really think that's fair. Yeah. So our, in case you're wondering what that breakdown is, of those 107 buyers, 25 people did the $400 plan. And actually two people of those 25 bought the $400 plan and then said, hey, can I just go ahead? They got in. Yeah, <laughs> and then they yeah. were like, no, okay. This is and pretty cool. They were like, can I just pay the 2000 up front? And we said, yes. We're like, no, we don't want all no, your money. Just keep your money. Um, and then 82 people did the more affordable $100 plan. Yep. And we did have some, we, we have a little thread going actually about our lifetime pricing and some of the thoughts we've had. And someone asked this morning, why do you guys not offer a pay in full like on the sales page? Mm-hmm. And this actually dates back to before Wandering Aimfully, this was called buy our future. And we had a buy in full option. 
and really no one bought it. Right. And so when we were moving to Water Gameplay, we were like, okay, we have like these three pricing plans for buy our future. Let's just simplify and just do one $100 per month. And that was before we even had the lifetime pricing back into Water Gameplay. So it was just kind of like a natural thing of not many people do this, but if people ask, we'll happily make it happen. Exactly. That's actually a really good point yes. to, to point out about things. I think so often you go, oh, well, give people the option, right? Yes. If you are taking up precious real estate and decision fatigue. So that's the thing. You don't want to make yep. it hard on your customer right in the final stage where they're about to buy. You don't want to clog up their mental decision fatigue with all these different buying options. Yep. So if we know that the pay in full is, you know, once in a blue moon, let's take it off the page and people can ask for it. Yeah. Uh, so now you might be wondering out of those 107 sales, how many came through affiliates? Yes. 67 came through affiliates. 67, which is 64%, which is kind of confusing, but more than half of our new members came from affiliates. However, it's actually less overall than the last launch, which is right. kind of interesting. We had a higher percentage come from affiliates last time. So what's interesting is our final added affiliate cost. Yes. And the way Jason and I think about this is we don't run ads. We don't give money to Facebook. Yep. We instead think of our affiliate payouts as almost an advertising budget. Yeah. And it's cool because yes, we're paying for advertising, so to speak, but we're also giving money back to our community, which yeah. we love. I love when Waymers can bring in a couple of people that they know are gonna be a great fit for Wayme, and it's enough people that it has now covered their cost of Wayme. Exactly. It's like my favorite thing where they're like, yeah, I brought like three people and now I'm Wayme is free for me, basically. Right, so our final added affiliate cost is $4,300 from this launch. So per month, per month yes. Per month. So of our monthly recur- So let's just very quickly remind people of yes. how we do our affiliate system. Sure. You want me to do it? Yes. Sure. So our affiliates get 40% commission of anyone they bring to WAME. So it's a $2,000 total product, all in whichever plan you pick. So an affiliate will get $800 out of that 2000 And we just believe in having an amazing commission percentage because we want it to be a no-brainer for our affiliates to do it. We, I just don't love when someone's like, yeah, you get 30% for like two months and then that's it. It's like, yeah. well, why am I doing all this effort and work? I, I would rather like reward people. Also, this has found money for us right. to have affiliates be doing all this work to bring people that trust them and love them into our community. We right. know it's going to make our community richer. So that $4,000 per month in... Right. So of the $214,000 in total revenue that this launch accrued, $53,800 will be paid out to our community through affiliate payments. Which is awesome. And Isn't I know that, that cool? you, you might be thinking like, whoa, you guys are going to pay $53,000 out of that two hundred fourteen. Like you should have kept that money or whatever. And it's like, no, that's an amazing thing that we get to have our community have this like ecosystem where they can get money from bringing new people in. And it just, it really feels like a good solid system that we've built. Um, yes. and, and I, and I think that number on the surface sometimes can be like, whoa, $4,000 a month. Like that's a lot to add in, in an expense basically. But also you have to remember we brought in $17,000 total. Yeah. So and the, the yeah, the, the revenue to us is, you know, essentially found revenue in a way. So that's the way that we view it. As long as it's better than a one-to-one, then we're doing okay. So, and actually let me hit that point home with actual numbers. So going back to what I told you about our total gross revenue added, our total gross MRR added was $17,950. And we are um, paying out the $4,300 in from that of affiliate cost, which brings our net MRR increase. Yeah. 
So this is what goes into our this, bank account that we get to keep. Yeah, we added $13,650 net. Every month. Every month. Yeah. Which, Which is, is substantial. Yeah. Um, and so just to... Substantial. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. very substantial. So, and then just to, in case you're wondering, I know we talked about added through this launch, but in case you're wondering, how does that play into the larger picture of WAME's revenue? So right now that brings our total revenue for WAME in general to $35,800 per month. That's gross revenue. Yep. Our av- average monthly expenses just for running the business are $4,000 a month. And then our affiliate payouts are $10,000 a month. Yeah. So if your business makes $35,000, $800 a month, and it- Just do round numbers. Sure. Yeah. If your business makes $35,000 a month and you're paying roughly $14,000 in expenses, our net profit is $21,800 every Which month. Which is fantastic. Net. Yeah. So if I can make, if I, Carol, can make $21,000 <laughs> a month and I can pay Waymers $10,000 yeah. a month, that's happy a gr- camper. Great deal. Happy, happy also, camper. Also, I'm glad that just you're doing it. Did I get eaten by a shark? Is you're that why done. I'm not there? I, I made a yeah, sad made a little sandwich. egg sandwich for you and I <laughs> eat it every day. No, you just leave it. You just <laughs> It gets cold. Yeah. And I feed it, it to my cats. <laughs> oh, you're a cat lady now. Yeah, but that is really cool. And I just, I, I hope that those are a lot of numbers to be throwing at you. But I, I think the thing that we really want to rem- continue to hit home here is it took us three years. Right. It took us three years of trial and error. It took us three years of having launches where we didn't hit our goals. It took us three years of trying all these different things and ideas and creating content and being on Instagram and doing different, you know, live video things and doing some workshops and trying a test drive. It's like and having extreme anxiety and having yeah. to get through the tough times and navigating a pandemic and sick parents and yeah, all and, the hard stuff too. And we didn't hire a bunch of people to help and we didn't use a bunch of paid ads. Like you can do this. And a big part of you doing this is this goes back to a video. I'm going to link this in the description of this episode. In May of 2019, you had just started feeling a little bit better from Mm -hmm. your anxiety stuff. And I remember I was having a moment where I was like, because you were tired, man. Yeah, I'd been doing all that. I've been trying to carry this ship of our business on my back and it was heavy Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, we weren't seeing the results that we had thought we were going to see. And I just was like, I don't know. Should we like blow this all up? Should we do something else? Like at that time, I think we were at like $10,000 recurring revenue. And you were like, no, like we have a plan. We had some hurdles. We had some obstacles. We're going to stick to that plan. And it might take longer than we thought because I think our original thought was we'll hit our enough number in one year. <laughs> in what world? Who knows? Those and then, kids. Then it was like, okay, we're past a year. It'll be two years. Mm-hmm. And then we're at two years. And we're like, okay, we're not there yet. Like maybe it'll be three years. And at that point, we kind of forgot about how long it would take. It just happened. But I just want to, again, hit that point home of if you're sitting here right now and you're listening to this podcast episode and you're just cooking up a delicious batch of cinnamon rolls and you're thinking to yourself, I'm not even close to my enough number. That's okay. That's okay. And your idea of getting there, maybe it has been clouded by all these people on the internet who specifically tell you that you can get there in 30 days or yep. six months yep. or one year or all you have to do is this thing and then you'll be making all the money you could ever imagine. There's a reason why that hasn't worked for you yet. Yep. And what works is consistency, mm-hmm. delivering a ton of value, learning what the problem is that you're solving for people, and also realizing that like just having an Instagram account is not a business. Yep, it's about being approaching your business like a scientist. What I want you to do is I want you to block out whatever noise is convincing you that you don't have what it takes or that you are not getting there fast enough. And all I want you to do is look at your business as a scientist, I want you to say, what is working? What feels right? 
and then what doesn't yep. and the things that don't i want you to try something different yep. and then see what happens and then try something different from that and see what happens and just keep you know figuring things out one step at a time and if you have that long-term mindset and you have the perseverance to make it happen and the, the creativity and the curiosity to make it happen then you'll get there yeah and if you're getting zero sales listen to the episode previous to this one or i think it's two previous to about this one pre-launching about pre-launching and just about all the things that you can do after you do a launch when you don't get any sales so that you can learn and move forward and keep experimenting or put it on your calendar spring of next year we always do a 48 hour preview of our unborn business roadmap boom you better get in there and you better just figure Save out the everything. roadmap. <laughs> Save the whole thing. All right, what's next? Okay. Now let's talk about, we did all the numbers. Let's talk about just some fun things. We always do a post-purchased survey. Yep. Right embedded on the We talk about this in the page. zero sales episode as well. Very, very important. And so we just thought it's fun to share with you, um, with you all what some of those answers are. So two of the more quantitative questions that we ask, number one is why what is the most uh, important reason that you purchased yep. out of all of our stuff? And so out of this crop of new waymers, 33% mm -hmm. said that they purchased due to the unborn business roadmap. Noise. Noise. 31% said that they purchased um, for the community. Nice. 20% said that they purchased um, because of Teachery. Yeah, Teachery, good Teach job. That's usually higher, but I think one of our affiliates who really likes to do a lot of content around Teachery um, just had less sales this time around, yep. and so I think that impacted the yep. the data, which is funny. 14% just said, I believe in Jason and Carol. Which is amazing. Like, yeah. That's yeah. cool. We had someone join. That's substantial. We had someone join in their their comment. I wrote. They were like, "I don't need Wayne. I'm just happy to be joining all these cool kids and like to support you." Love that. I'm like, okay, like uh, obviously we're not going to have a hundred of those people buy, but wow, it's cool to have a couple. Like Absolutely. that's so fun. So thank you so much if you're listening and you're one of those people. And two percent said the price was just too good to be true, which, which you love to hear that. Love to hear it. And, and a lot of people, it's really funny. I answer this question so often. We really need to make it clearer on our sales page. You do get teachery and access to everything after you finish paying. Correct. There's like this weird thing where people just, they can't they comprehend it. it. They're like, okay, so when I'm done, like I just don't get anything. It's like, no, no. Wait, I'm confused. You've confused me. No, you get <laughs> you access we're gonna take it away to everything you. forever and you stop paying. I know. It's very hard to believe. <laughs> right. So then that was fun to see that data. And then the other question was, how did you find out about us? Yes. So 58% said a friend shared Wayne with me, which, which makes sense because of all the affiliates. 9% yep. said Facebook. Which, which is we are not on Facebook. Hilarious, yeah. <laughs> we do not create content for Facebook. We do not, I don't even know what's on my Facebook yeah, account. Yeah. But I do think we found out through um, one of our Waymers that yeah. apparently a conversation popped in off. In a group was popping in off. In a Facebook yeah. group about Wayme and some Waymers were in it and then Waymers started talking about Wayme yeah. and how much they loved it and so. So fun. Yeah, that, that had an impact, clearly. 6% said I've been following Carol for a while. Uh-huh, now lay the next one on them. 9% said i've been following jason uh, for a while which we decided <laughs> why do we even have this anymore i think it's no just, we know exactly why we have this question it's just we like to, so after every launch we can sit here and go which who do waivers love more who do waivers love more and this launch it's me you win this time this rounding <laughs> you're gonna ding. get so many messages people are like no, no. i won't choose carol i just have been on jason's email this long <laughs> Uh, that's great yeah don't worry the type form results cannot control <laughs> myself worth uh much yeah 
4% said Instagram lower than we thought. It's not lower than I thought, but I thank know. you. Yep. But it is interesting because then 9% said the podcast, yes. which just confirms our kind of hierarchy of content channels. We always say that podcast is more important than social Instagram. Yep. And so if it comes down to, oh, we're busy and something has to give, it's more important for us to stick to the podcast than yes. it is to Instagram. And then 5% said the YouTube channel. I mean, I do want to say the question is how did you find out about us so it might just also be that also instagram is okay for visibility but really good for converting sales like who knows yeah five and then five percent said the youtube channel which is higher than i thought considering a lot of our content was just sort of miss yeah. we weren't doing it for sales we were doing it for the process but i, I also want to just stick on this for a moment you stick know on it. you have almost 60 percent of people said that they found us through a friend to me that's my ultimate goal and yeah. and that's what i love because there's nothing that will be stronger than word of mouth marketing. Correct. If you're planning for that to be your strongest form of marketing, and it will always be the thing that you can somewhat rely on that's not fickle. It's yeah. not like a Facebook ads yep. campaign where like, well, I spent all this money and like nothing happened. It's like, well, if I have a lot of people that are happy in my community, I can pretty much always bank on the fact they're going to promote what we're doing because they're happy. Yeah, we need to do an entire podcast episode on customer loyalty and building advocates for your brand because we have this older, I think we did maybe a YouTube video about it, but I know we did a, an article about it, our customer journey yeah. marketing plan. And really this evolved into our marketing bridge concept. But the thing that I don't think people think about enough they, they worry so much about this funnel idea of how do I get people from awareness to whatever to whatever. And then the end point is purchasing. That's like the funnel, right? The end point is not when someone purchases. Yeah. Because what happens is there's a whole journey that happens from the moment someone pays you to then, if you're, if you're strategic, creating such a good experience for yeah. them, yeah. creating such a powerful word of mouth marketing engine that then they go tell people. So you're creating a flywheel, you're creating yeah. a um, self-perpetuating engine if you pay attention to that journey after someone buys, yeah. which is what we tried to do and we've created this word of mouth marketing engine. Yeah. Now we've talked about all the numbers, let's talk about more what went well in this launch, what did we learn in this launch? Because there's always things, right? Even our most successful launch, there are things that could have gone better. Yep. So first let's talk about in general, what, what went well besides the results? Like what went well in the process? So definitely we, and we, did this already because we do like a little debrief after every launch. Yep. So what we wrote down were obviously affiliates. They just, we enjoy the process of working with our people. We love empowering them. We love the people that they bring in. We love paying them money. It's fantastic. So that went really well and we're going to continue to do that. And then having our sales emails done and scheduled way ahead of time. This is always a thing that really I think it's a non-negotiable for us for yep. our launch formula. We, we tell our waymers this all the time. It's much easier to hit schedule than it is to hit publish. Right. There's a lot less fear in the scheduling of an email than there is of hitting publish the night before. And you're like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm sending too many emails. I'm not going to send this email. Right. And it sounds wild, but I mean, for many, many years, our launches, we were probably writing sales emails the night before. Yeah. Or, so having those all pre-written and pre-thought about is clutch. Um, and then finally, all of our pre-launch lead-up content really paid off, yeah. I think. We took the summer off, so we were basically coming back from you know, dead air in terms of no podcast, no newsletter, yep. no social. We, were, we just like really went for it. I mean, granted it was coinciding with a lot of some of my eye stuff, but I think going from being completely off, 
off the radar to then having this like pre-marketing lead up really worked well for us. Yeah. And that's proof that it can be done. So in case you're thinking, oh, I have to be talking to my audience all year long at the same interval at the same cadence. No, you do not because we're proof that, you know, you can be consistent without being, you know, sending an email every single week of the year. Totes. Totes. All right. What didn't go well? What could be better? So we say this every single launch, but having the product, aka like the page layout library, done well in advance, we should have, we were up until the wire on that thing. Yeah. And it's because we were trying to do so much content. So the YouTube was the next factor that took up a lot of time. And so that was a little bit hard to juggle. We were also transitioning into a different coaching format. There was a lot of X factors, but we have learned that I think our goal from now on is if we're ever going to add a product onto a launch, our goal needs to be to have it be completed before the pre-launch period even begins. Yeah. So like at least a month before the at launch. At least a month before launch. Six months would be great. A year <laughs> a year ago. Having those products done three years ago would be I'm nice. making the product tomorrow yeah. for the next launch. Um, and then having all, if we are going to use Instagram, having all of the posts and the story content done ahead of time yeah. is really important because I had it scheduled through the first week of the launch, but then we were up against the page layout library and traveling and everything. And it kind of fell apart. And then it kind of stressed me out for the second half of the launch, which I didn't want. Yeah. And maybe you should just let me do the Instagram content next launch. No chance. Okay. And then also just a reminder, it was more stressful, I think, than we thought it was going to be to coincide the timing of the launch with traveling. Traveling. Yeah. And we knew it was gonna be, but it was more, I think, than we thought yeah, it was gonna be. Yeah, I mean be. it just we didn't really have another chunk of time that would have worked out, so we kinda had to do what we had to do. But it's a really good lesson for those of you who don't know, we're we're planning to travel full time in twenty twenty two. We should have two launches of WAME in 2022 in the spring and the fall. And we are planning, we'll talk more about this in a future episode, to stay in certain places for 18 days at a time. Well, luckily, a 14-day launch fits within an 18-day window nicely. Thank you, Math. So our goal would be to not be moving during that time. So to coincide a launch with, okay, we're going to be in Switzerland, let's say, for 18 days. Our launch is going to be within that 18 days, mm -hmm. start to finish. So we're not going to have to be moving throughout it because it's difficult to come to Florida. But like there's a whole different set of circumstances. We're in different countries. We don't speak languages like all that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of we kind of don't speak the language of Florida anymore, if we're being honest. <laughs> True. And then finally, this is just a little operational thing. But we had um, a, a few people who came through this time and they weren't getting the welcome email. It happened last time too. It happened yeah. last time too. We yeah. just had more this yeah. time, I think. Because we what, had more buyers. Because we had more yeah. buyers. And what we found out was it wasn't anything that was broken on our end. It was that at some point in the past they had unsubscribed from our emails, which happens. Ugh. Ugh. Like, I mean, that's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look who's scrambling back. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens, right? Yeah, that's totally, just, yeah. totally normal. Yeah. But with our email provider, you can't just... Um, at, if they've unsubscribed from you, our backend automation system, if you buy from us, it will re, it will add you to our, e, uh, our email list, obviously. But if you've unsubscribed, it's it not going to, it can't, it, reactivate it can't you. automatically yeah. reactivate you. You have to say, I want to get emails from these people. So we have now added a new part of our 
um, workflow our workflows to try to prevent that from happening where we just cross-reference when someone a new sales co- sale comes through we cross-reference them in drip and we kind of get ahead of it and send them the reactivation email so that they don't have to scramble and wonder yeah. where their welcome email is yeah and this is just one of those things that i think is a helpful thing to bring up of you can try and automate as many things as possible but there are just certain things you cannot automate and so just to be aware of the fact that it's okay if you can't automate the entire thing but it is it's just like, you know, it bothers me to have to add one extra step in this process, but also I understand there's not really a better way to do it. And I don't want to spend six hours trying to do something that takes me two seconds to do every Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And going back to what we said before, always trying to prioritize ways to make the experience for our waymers better. Yeah. So if we know that that's a value of ours, then it's worth a couple of extra Yeah, minutes. because they end up sending an email. It's like, oh, it's been like two days and I didn't get any email and I can't get into anything. And like, help yeah and, and you're and like well I, that's a bad experience and now i know because i've done it probably 10 times now like they unsubscribed and they i go and i look right. and i'm like yep you unsubscribed in 2017 of right. course yeah. yep that's it that's all we have wow wow that's wow. the launch y'all yeah and i i said this in the beginning and i'll say it again now almost an hour later which is it is amazing like i'm not going to mm-hmm. shortchange the fact that we had our biggest launch to date we're adding so much revenue to our monthly revenue and we're you know having more profit than we've ever had in our business but it does not change anything about how we're operating, how right. we're treating our members. And I think maybe the last thing we can touch on is this idea of potentially capping, if we wanna just chat sure. that out for a second. Uh, we didn't prepare any notes, so we're gonna do our best. Going off the cuff. But just this idea of Wandering Aimfully as a community is only great because of the people that are in it. It's not just because of us. Like, yes, we are the, the people who are leading the charge and teaching the things, but every day when people show up in Slack, it's great because other people are there and mm-hmm. other people with different backgrounds and different businesses and different experiences and different life stuff that they have going on and different types of dogs, which just makes it really <laughs> wonderful. Um, but those are the things that we cherish and make us so happy. And, and while the money is absolutely important and it is with incredible privilege that we can say that the money isn't the most important thing, it is also something just to realize if you're someone who may have been thinking about like, oh, if I just get to this money number, I'll be happy. Maybe the process is what you need to fix or the product or the community that you're building will actually make you happy. And then the money is just kind of a byproduct of that all working. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, I love that. First yeah, of all, okay, where you, you went with that. Yeah. I do want to remind you that where you started was talking about capping it. Yes, I know. I wanted to come oh, back okay. to that. I just great, had great. a soliloquy that I went on. I know you did. Yeah. And so I, that's why I was just, I loved, loved where we ended up. My it was scenic. Yeah. There were trees. Was it like this we, ocean We view? sort of like ended up was by a lake. Was there a shark? Like a cute shark? There was a cute shark what that did like a little jump. What you thought about the shark? She's cute. Yeah. She's cute. They're, They're cute. cute. And so, but I do want to remind you that at some point we need to get back on the highway. Let's do it. Okay. Do you want to cap the launches at 100 people <laughs> yeah, next time? this is the conversation. So I think, first of all, reaching 100 new members of launch. Well, because now we're at this interesting spot where it's like, okay, we set this enough number and we are going to have a natural progression of that number tapering off exactly. so it's not like we can just say no exactly. launches next year exactly. we have plenty of people like that the money is, is going to reduce that's the important thing to realize is it's not like we're now being like oh no more money it's like no so there is an ending to that so you have to continue it but now that we do have sort of enough in the revenue column i want to be intentional about potentially limiting the number of people we bring in every launch so that we don't grow the community at such a rate that it creates a negative experience. Yeah, and and I think one of the benefits that I've seen of this launch specifically is 
Waymers who've come in the past three launches have really kind of like bought in through the online through the monthly coaching. Like they are just like, this is my favorite part. I love showing up. I love you know meeting other people. I'm building friendships and relationships. And we've seen that in as people introduce themselves in Slack or or it's where we manage our community. There have been more people welcoming new waymers than ever before. Mm -hmm. And that's not just because we have more new members. It's because we have more happy members who want to be in Wayme. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're dissatisfied with social. And so they kind of use Slack like I do, which is like, that's my social network, basically. Mm -hmm. And, And that to me is great. And so what we don't want to do is get to a place where, you know, it's a good problem to have if someone adds an introduction and 15 people reply and they're like, okay, I'm kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, but it's like, imagine if 40 people replied and then that person's like, this is almost too much for me. You right. know, like I'm, I'm, I feel like I, it's not, yeah, it's not tight knit. Yeah. That you point. lose the intimacy. Yeah. That that's the thing is I think part of what makes our community special is that we talk about things that are a little bit more vulnerable than you often see business people talk about yeah. where it's like, yeah, yeah, it's my business, but what do I do when my kids are sick? Yeah, what do and I do with this toddler? This little flesh bag this, that this, runs around. This run around flesh bag. What do I do with, you know, I'm going through hard family stuff. How do I, I'm, I'm having a flare up with, you know, an illness that I struggle with. How am I gonna balance work with this? And I think the bigger the community gets, the less trust you sort of have that if you share something vulnerable, people are going to be able to receive that with the warmth and compassion that you are desiring. And I just want to be careful about how we continue to build it. Um, But then again, I don't want to feel, you know, like, I don't know. I had an idea while you were talking. Okay. We let as many people join as possible. (laughs) Just rack up the dollars, obviously. We want to swim through money like Scrooge McDuck. But we limit the amount of time that Waymers can spend in Slack. That's how (laughs) we make it better. Good you idea. Get, you get 10 minutes a week. You get 10 minutes a week. <laughs> you better sign up for your good. shift. <laughs> no, that's absolutely not what we're going to do. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to kind of like run the numbers. Yeah. And I just think it's it's worth discussing when you get to a point of you've made your, your revenue goal that you want to make. You don't want to just keep piling on money because you can. Like, yes, we love money and it would be great to save more money and like all those things. But... We also want to stay true to our values and we want to stay true to the fact that we, we're not just going to keep making money, keep making money. And we do want to make sure the community stays solid. And I think a really good kind of litmus test is the next six months. Right. Do the next six months feel like the community has stayed as intimate and as comfortable and the coaching sessions, like we talk about this all the time after the, our coaching sessions, we have about... 70 waymers show up live mm-hmm. and stay through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And there's probably like 200 people that register, mm-hmm. but it's about 70 live. Mm-hmm. It's about the maximum capacity of what you can keep up with in a live chat, in yep. a live thing. And answering questions that at always accumulate at the end. Yeah. yeah, because this is something that people often forget, though, because I think when they, they see, you know, the number of our community is like it's 700, then it's 800 or yeah. whatever. And it's like, yeah, but you have to remember people people drop off. Yeah, too. Oh, for sure. And so, you know, when you're joining Wayne, you're not suddenly going to be inundated with 800 yeah. people. You kind of have this tight net group that rotates in and out because people, you know, sort of step back from Wayne for a season, but that's the lifetime, the beauty of lifetime yeah. is they step back, they come forward when they're ready or they have a big life change or even they go, they want to have a, a more stable job and then they work on their side hustle, things like that. So it is always hard to predict, but I think like you said, we're going to very closely monitor yeah. how it goes the next couple of months. And we'll decide. the beauty yeah. of it is that now we have a formula that we can sort of amp up or throttle back. 
Yep. And that's what spring the spring launch will be is depending on whether we want to amp it up or throttle it back. Yeah. Okay, cool. Those are our thoughts. That's our launch recap. We hope you enjoyed all of those numbers and mm. you remembered maybe one of them or two of them. You're like, okay, I remember 25 people bought the more expensive plan. That's the only thing <laughs> I remember. Congratulations. <laughs> also, hopefully you remembered 9% of people joined because they've been on my email list longer than Caroline's. Wow. Let's get into our movies, classic movie nights of the week. Also, we uh, after this week, it's going to start to be Halloween themed because mm. we're just going to lean into for I think probably like two or three weeks some Halloween themed movies at least like in the horror-ish I guess genre but maybe not horror I don't know we'll genre find out. genre okay. it's with a J because it's Jason our two movies are Double Jeopardy mm-hmm. and Orange County that's what we did all right first of all where do you want to start Double Jeopardy all right do you want me to read our notes yes absolutely the notes are good pacing mm-hmm Ashley Judd, great. She was great. Tommy Lee Jones, nailing the only role he plays. <laughs> <laughs> nailing Tommy Lee Jones in a movie. Tommy Lee Jones, nail, absolutely nailing Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Points docked for predictable. Yeah. Lack predictable. of any humor. I don't know why we wrote that. Oh, I wrote, I said that but because. But it's like a thriller. I understand. You just wanted like But a like funny... you can still have a couple jokes. Sure, sure, sure. Like there were even times when, remember when I told you, I was like, it would have been, been funny if they said if this. It would have been funny if he said this. Yeah. Like I'm not saying I'm a comedy writer. I'm just saying yeah. like a little bit of humor. It really does cut through like some of the. Right. Now, this is a nine movie on the. Rotten Potatoes. Rotten Potatoes. Your scale of movies. Because thriller. Yes. Because clues. Right. Because female empowerment. Right. Because. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did I give it? Eight. Yeah. This is a solid movie. You pointed this out when we were watching the pacing of it. It's it's almost like there's like a two minute clip. Every the every entire two minutes, it's movie a new clip. is two minute clips. It's it's kind of great. It's like, kind of great. It really keeps your attention. You're not stuck staring at like one long take. And I love a good long take, like a good like Christopher Nolan, like mm-hmm. just like forever. But I really liked the pacing of this movie. Mm-hmm. We should look up who did this movie and what else they've done and watch it and see if it's like a similar I vibe. I think some people would probably feel the opposite about it because it is a little bit choppy, I think, in parts. But we really liked that you're just like, okay, we, we, we okay, did this. We did we this. Yeah, okay, this. We did the thing. Yeah. Okay. Now we're in New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. You know, like we just liked that. Yeah. Um, and Would you recommend our Waymers watch Double Jeopardy? I, I think it's a classic thriller, personally. I think, it's, I think it's really good. I think of the like fugitive era type of movies. I think it's a good one. This one is up there just by the fact that it's a nine. I'm, so why is it not a ten? That's let's explore Nothing this for a second. Is a 10. Braveheart That's is a ten. That's not true. Fugitive is a ten. Fugitive and Braveheart are I, a ten. I think you almost said Matrix was almost a ten. No, I didn't. We'll have to go back. Love you so much. Um, why is it not a ten though? Because <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen your face. Just the frustration <laughs> in me asking this question. I was like, we have peanut it's butter and just... jelly sandwiches for lunch. No. I just said a hankering. You can have whatever you want, okay, but I'm not going to eat that. It um it. It's just, what is the difference between this and Fugitive? <laughs> Harrison Ford's not in it. But you have Tommy Lee Jones. I know, Tommy Lee Jones is the crossover. Uh, honestly, it feels like a little bit more predictable and, and cheesy at times than Fugitive. Okay. I Fugitive will... is just like so well acted and so script wise. Yeah. And also it's very, oh, here's what it is. The clues in Fugitive are like harder to piece together. Yeah. You're sort of like, okay, wait, it's this pharmaceutical, yeah. and then the, and then you stage that, and then yeah. the fishing trip, and then we found the photos, and, and then, then the leg, you right? Got the so it's leg. an arm, yeah. but okay, okay, yeah, whatever. Okay, moving on to Orange County. Um, 
Moving on to Orange County. Yes, 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 yes. Let me pull it up. Let me yeah. pull it up. Uh, this, this sprang to my mind as a movie that I used to watch with a friend of mine in college. I believe it came out like 2002, something yes. around there. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched this movie multiple times back then. I remember quoting this movie and we both said the exact same thing. We remember this movie being so funny. My friend, my best friend growing up, we quoted this movie all the time. Yeah. And you know what you quoted? The three funny quotes from the entire movie. <laughs> we are the same height. That is neat. Yeah. Sean, okay. Sean, Sean, look at us. Look at- we are the same height. That is neat. <laughs> we we wrote way less funny than we remember. Yeah. Great cast. Yeah. Jack Black carries the movie. Just doesn't feel like there's a lot to it. Yeah. It really does Because doesn't. what we sort of found is, I think this was the era of sort of the indie comedy was sort of coming. Like, sure. I don't know if this was like the Garden State kind of era. Yeah. But it kind of feels like the independent comedy type thing where it's like a little bit left of center. It's not that like American pie comedy thing. Right. But it's sort of like kind of off the wall, a little bit absurd. There's like a melancholy to it, you yeah. know, which with um, what's his name? Tom- Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks' yeah. character. But ultimately, Jason and I sort of looked at each other and we were like, okay, so this rich, I'm not saying rich people don't have problems. Right, I'm not right, saying their right. problems don't matter. I'm just saying that of all the stories to be told and the movies to be told, the kid doesn't get into Stanford. Yes. And is devastated. And it, that is the crux That's of the movie. The movie. Yeah. That is the movie. It's very interesting watching this movie back because obviously at that time I was in college while mm-hmm. I was watching this movie. And I I didn't care at all about like that part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. I cared about like, oh, like he's got this funny older brother and they're doing right. drugs and like they're lighting things on <laughs> totally. fire. And like, you know, it's, it's that type of thing. Totally. But you watch this back and you go, wait, hold on. Someone wrote this movie and the whole problem in the movie, the big problem is poor Colin <laughs> rich, didn't get rich into Colin Stanford. Didn't get into Stanford. And and then you you just kind of like scrunch your face every watch and you're like, but why did we make this movie? Yeah, again, you know? I do not want like listen, everyone has problems. That doesn't mean yeah. he's not afraid. That doesn't mean that Colin, the fictional character, cannot feel sad about that. It just means do we have some more stories that maybe deserve to be told? I don't yeah. know. But anyway, also yeah. really funny now living in California. Yeah, of their, it being their like depiction. so California yeah. and you like rewatch it actually living in California, you're like, this is kind of funny. Yeah, it is really funny. Also, we didn't look up where the high school was. We need to look that up because oh, the high that was school, a weird high school. high school literally looks like a, a modern museum, it's is what weird. it looks like. It does not look like a high school whatsoever. Oh, I think we I think it was San Luis Obispo. Didn't we see that? That's where some of the downtown no, scenes were. No, that was were. the um that was the Murder by Numbers, I think. Was where oh, that, that was Murder by Numbers. Yeah, yeah we're we're mixing all the movies together. <laughs> um anyway, all right, what do we give it on the potatoes? Uh, I gave it 5.5 potatoes. And I gave it 5 potatoes. Yeah, I gave it less. Um I think anything to me 6 or lower on our rotten potatoes is like a you could skip it. You could skip it. Yeah. yeah. I, only if you're one of those people who like really remembers this being you, deeply funny and, and you, you want to kind of test that yeah. assumption. But it's not it, one that you're like, oh, I remember hearing about that. Should I watch it? My answer would be no. No. Don't waste your time. Yeah. Go watch Double Jeopardy. Obviously. Double Jeopardy. Uh, all right. Those are our classic movies. As I said, uh, the next couple of weeks, we should be getting into some horror uh, types of, of films. Maybe something you haven't heard of. There's a couple I want Caroline to watch and I've actually watched them recently. But they were some interesting takes on Wait, what? these. I know you'll have to find out. You'll have to find out. They'll have to find we out. We started one of those horror movies, and yes. I said, Hard "You couldn't no. handle it. You couldn't said, handle Mm-mm. it." But I watched one that I am pretty sure you can handle. It'll be fun. Okay. All right, that's it for our episode. I love you. Me? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I didn't get eaten. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want. You, you I don't want you to get eaten. Here's the real, the what? real real at the end. Here, for those of you cinema rollers who stick around all the way to the end, here's the real. 
you don't want to make two sandwiches every morning and one gets thrown away. That's the truth. Just say into the microphone the truth. You tell the truth at the end here. All right, that'll do it. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.